As the clock winds down, that concludes the first quarter, and the game is over! The Left Wing Warriors are your new champions with a final score of 21-14. to What a hard-fought victory by the Left Wing Warriors, your new champions over the disgraceful Right Wing Colluders. Look at this footage of millions of people around the world celebrating the Left Wing Warriors' big win. They are your new champions. And here with us now is championship winning quarterback Dan McDaniels. Dan, congratulations on the victory how does it feel uh yeah uh, thank you but are, are you are you guys sure we won the, the refs are telling us we still have to play no don't pay attention to them that's just inconsequential formality congrats on the big win <laughs> uh, okay uh yeah uh, it was a hell of a game but you know we came out as, as the clear victors now we can see that the colluders are refusing to leave the field truly an embarrassment to the sport can you share your thoughts with us on this hey <laughs> we won okay I mean, those guys were on top for a while, but if the colluders don't just accept defeat, this isn't gonna look good for their legacy. They're truly trashy humans. Congratulations on the win and being the new champions. Hey, thanks guys, I'm going to Disney World. <laughs> Are they open? No? All right. As glorious of a day as this is for the sport of football, isn't it just embarrassing how the colluders are behaving? It is. And as everyone at home can see by the score that we are clearly broadcasting, the colluders have lost, but now they're refusing to leave the field and accept defeat. They're not only being sore losers, but what they're doing is crazy, dangerous, and seems like terrorist activity. Now it might be beneath us to even go here, but we've got colluder quarterback Josh McJosherson on for a post-game interview. McJosherson, why will you not admit defeat? What are you doing? What? because the game's not over. We still have three quarters left to play. I don't know what's going on here. What's going on is you lost. The Warriors have won. The game is over. No, it's not. The rules are you play four quarters of football and then the winners decide. You have lost and everyone knows it. Will you vacate the field and concede defeat to the Warriors? No, why would I do that? Something strange is going on here. Like we came back from timeout and then all of a sudden they had 10 more points on the board. Isn't it obvious? That Cut him off. Cut him off. In our good conscience, we can't let that kind of misinformation be broadcast. The Warriors have won because we said they did. A truly inspiring story because we say it is. And it looks like the world of social media is getting in on the celebration and congratulating the Warriors on their big championship win. And because you now know that the Warriors are champions, you can't not believe it because you know that everyone else knows and for you not to know would make you know that you're crazy. Clearly. Oh, and there's the owner of the Warriors who was helping out today running the scoreboard. And that does it, America. The Left Wing Warriors win the championship game with a final score of 28 to 14. They are unquestionably your new champions. And now's a good time to learn Mandarin. Chen. I mean, we won. One of the things I take most serious in life is my armpits. That's why I want to thank Primally Pure Deodorant for sponsoring this video. I refuse to... You know what? It really doesn't make that big a difference. There's just things that we need to do, things that we need to accomplish. And like the title of this podcast tonight is that we need to stand.
Nothing is going to change in this country. Listen, COVID, you know, I've been talking about this, the two-pronged attack now for a long time. Since, well, the two-pronged attack really started November 30th where we're dealing with fraud. That was one prong of the attack against the church, against the United States, against sovereignty, having your own country and instead of yielding it to the globalists. So you have fraud and then you have COVID and they're both interchanged. One is used to usher in the other. Mainly COVID is used to usher in fraud. But I can tell you this, nothing's going to change if people don't take a stand. If you don't take a stand and you don't open up your businesses and open up your churches, you can forget it. Fauci today just came out before I got on the air here. At some point today, I can't say it was right before I came on the air. I found out about it right before it came on the air. Is Fauci is now talking about super COVID. What a surprise, huh? Super COVID is now coming out. Of course, because you know what? The old COVID is people are starting to rise up. People have had it. Out in California, people stormed a store and said, you know what, we're not going to wear masks. We're tired of it. The store is open. And it wasn't the owners either. <laughs> the people just decided, you know what, it's open. That's it. We're going in. <laughs> people have had it. And I'm going to show you some of those videos tonight. Some of them you've probably seen already. But I'm going to show them to you anyway. But the thing is, nothing's going to change in 2021 just because it says 2021. Nothing's going to change at all. We have to take a stand. You really do. You have to take gut. You're going to have to, you know, here's the thing. If you go into a store and it's private property and they tell you to, that you have to put a mask on or leave, then you have to leave. It's their property. I want to make that clear to everybody. That's just the way that it is. Former police officer, it's their private property. If you come into my house and I tell you that while you're in my house, you have to wear a mask and you have to wear one, or I can just tell you to leave. And you can say, no, I choose to leave instead. That's fine. But everywhere else, and, you, and here's the thing, you need to attempt to go into stores without a mask. You know, make them tell you to put them on. Take a stand. I mean, you know, nobody's come up to me yet to tell me to put on a mask. Now, I, mean, I don't, not much, I don't, you know, I'm not out all the time, pretty much into, I'm either Walmart, Home Depot, Walgreens, things like that, but nobody's told me yet. So we have to take a stand. 2021 is not going to magically transform into Neverland just because it has a 21 instead of a 20. And we all need to remember that. I'm not trying to downplay. Everybody's happy about a new year. It's, listen, 2020 is not going to go away. All they're going to do now is try to control you more. This is, this is end times stuff. You need to understand that. It doesn't mean, listen, I'm not violating scripture. Matthew 24, 36 says, No one knows about the day or hour, not even the angels in heaven nor the sun, but only the Father. I'm not making predictions. I'm just telling you that we are, we are being ushered into end times prophecy that eventually will happen anyway but you and i in jeremiah 26 19 fashion can actually stave off the judgment of the lord we can and i i for one do not want i have a 20 year old daughter 22 year old son i do not want them living on hell on earth i want to stave off the judgment of god that's attempting to be brought in they don't know it because they're galactic fools that's attempting to be brought in by the globalists, by the Democratic Party, by the World Economic Forum, by the Great Reset, by Klaus Schwab, by the World Health Organization, by Bill Gates, and many others, Warren Buffett, and many others that I can name, George Soros, of course. But we can stave it off if we stand. We can say, you know what, not this generation. Everybody with me on that? You can say, not this generation. No, thank you. You can do that. You can actually do that 
if you want to. Now, the church right now is a gelding church. Not every, not every church is, but 99%, I'm serious, 99% of churches in America are gutless, gelding, harem eunuch churches. They are. They're closed. They're closed again. Wait till they get told about the super COVID, the, the second wave. I thought we already had a second wave. Now it's second wave of stronger COVID. Rodney Howard Brown has said this for a long time. He says, watch out for COVID-20, COVID-21, COVID-21 super, COVID-22 super, super. It's all to control you. All of you, again, you know, I've been saying this for months, but I still have not seen any conservative pundit. I was watching uh, a conservative, one of my, it's not necessarily conservative, but middle of the road. I'm not going to mention any names yet, but I was watching them on the way over here. And he's talking about 300,000, well, three, approaching 400,000 people have died of COVID in the United States. That's factually incorrect. Minnesota is having to take down 40% of their COVID deaths. Over and over again, this gets this found. CDC had to come out and say only 6% of their, at the time, 300,000, or I think it was 200 and something thousand at the time, only 6% of those deaths were strictly caused by COVID. You'll see things come out about the congressman that just recently died, 41 years old, wife, two kids, and they'll tell you he died exclusively of COVID. That's not correct. You know how he died? He died of a heart attack while they were trying to put him on a ventilator, which ventilators don't do anything but kill COVID patients. COVID patients are clear, are easily treated early on by hydroxychloroquine once the state, the the case is advanced, then it goes to steroid therapies. You don't shove tubes down somebody's lungs when their lungs are completely congested. Even if you fill that lung that's completely uh, congested with oxygen, they're still going to die, and they do every time. And you just have to look at it logically. Say, let's, let's play, let's play uh, worldly wisdom for a minute. So let's just pretend that the vaccines are the answer. Well, who's getting the vaccines right now? What's the order? Minorities and healthy healthcare workers. That's who's getting it first. This is following the Andrew Cuomo, Phil Murphy, Gavin Newsom, Gretchen Whitmer, Tom Wolf philosophy on COVID treatment, which is basically to ignore those that are vulnerable and then claim that everybody's vulnerable. There's only a small segment of the population that's vulnerable to COVID. So Tom, why do you keep, and that's 80, basically those 70 above with comorbidities. Even those who are 70, listen, those who are 80 and above who get COVID still have over a 90% survival rate. Everybody know that? That's an absolute fact. You know, like Tom, I want to talk about the elections. I am. The only reason why we're having, the only reason why we're not seeing a 90 million to 60 million Trump win is because of COVID. That's what they use to usher in mass mail-in balloting, which is the only reason why Joe Biden gets to make up in his own mind the office of the president-elect, build a bunch of stuff. How many, is that it? Campaign finance expense or is that taxpayer expense for all those, all the insignias everywhere and all of his backgrounds that say office of the president-elect? I wonder who's paying for all that. But the only reason why he's able to play office of the president-elect is because of fraudulent balloting brought on by COVID-19. The, the, the two-pronged attack. Fraud brought on by false COVID-19. You listen to the false COVID-19 response. 
COVID-19 is a real disease, quite possibly. But the response to it is completely ridiculous. If there were an additional 400,000 Americans died this year that would not have died this year, then why is it that at the end of November, we had 2.5 million total deaths in the United States with an average of 2.8 to 2.9 million per year? There's no excess deaths. But you see, people, this doesn't even reach people. You see, man, if you're watching this, I'm watching YouTube right on Facebook. We got a little over 100 people on right now. You're the exception to the rule. Hardly anybody knows this. That's why I like and share this. Facebook is doing all they can to suppress people like me. I noticed that if you're on really late at night, it seems like they don't really come after you as hard because people are saying just as rough, just as truthful things as I'm saying at 3 o'clock in the morning. They seem to be unbanned. But me at 8.30 at night seems to be more, more of a prevalent time to get banned. But anyway, Facebook's suppressing you. That there's just a lot of people that don't hear this. They just don't hear the truth. They have no idea. They're running around. I'm seeing relatives of mine getting uh, vaccinated. You know, you had the vice president getting vaccinated. Funny Trump hadn't got vaccinated yet. Kamala Harris hasn't got vaccinated yet. You had Biden out there getting vaccinated, but funny, you know, funny thing, you got a, a healthcare worker or a doctor injecting another doctor or a healthcare worker injecting another healthcare worker. At least, at least once has happened, and maybe more than once, where they're not even putting the plunger in. It's just a big, you know, they'll say right now that COVID-19 is causing this and COVID-19 is causing that. COVID-19's not caused anything. It's the response to COVID-19. And, you know, a lot of times people will say it's out of fear. It's not out of fear. It's out of a want for control. It's a fetish. It's an actual fetish for control. These people love this. All right, let's, we're going to, of course, dive back and forth tonight and have a little bit of sidetracks here and there, too, on other subjects. But we're going to dive back and forth on the two-pronged attack of fraudulentness and COVID-19. This is uh, Ruli Giuliani and his daily, semi-daily, podcast called common sense we're going to look at three cuts of this play the first one for me Auto theft in georgia afterward we we tracked the time that this uh took place how many votes were counted during this period of time official and the votes counted during this period of time were about 120,000, and almost all of them were for biden uh, if you exclude those votes as illegal votes we're talking not just about this one film if you exclude those votes, as you should, because they're illegal votes, counted without the presence of the public, and you exclude those votes from the numbers in Fulton County, which is where they'd have to be excluded from, instead of Trump losing Georgia by a mere 10,000 votes, he wins it by a much more substantial 50 or 60,000 votes. Just as one piece of evidence. So don't tell me there wasn't fraud in this election. And don't tell me I can't use the word fraud unless you think you're some kind of a Venezuelan dictator or maybe uh, a, a re reincarnated Russian or Nazi uh, dictator that, that can decide what I can say and what I can't say. I can see it with my own eyes. I can see what thieves you Democrats are with my own eyes. So don't pull this on me and on the American people. That alone requires the legislature of Georgia to change the false certification that was made by the governor, the uh, secretary of state, 
and others because the certification that was made and the vote being sent forth by the state of Georgia is a fraud. It's a false statement. It's really a violation of federal law in making a false statement to the government. All right, now, go right to the next one. Beyond that, just to show you how chaotic in making a false statement to the government. Now, beyond that, just to show you how chaotic the election in Georgia was and how illegal, here, here are just some of the smaller facts that all add up to um, voter theft, voter fraud, uh, reducing the legitimate vote that Biden actually received, and increasing the legitimate vote that Trump actually received. Uh, 2,560 felons with uncomplete sentences were registered to vote. They had no right to vote, and they actually voted. That's 2,560 votes that have to be also discounted. Remember, the margin was only 10,000. 66,247 underage people registered to vote and illegally voted. They have to be removed. Remember, the margin was 10,000. 2,423 unregistered people voted. I don't know if you're adding these up, but we're, um, we're approaching 70,000 votes now, a little over. Remember, the margin was 10,000. 4,926 registered voters who registered to vote in another state after their Georgia registration date voted. In other words, they were registered to vote in another state and they voted in Georgia. 395 people actually voted in Georgia and in another state, which is a crime, by the way. And also those votes are discounted. 15,700 people voted in Georgia but changed their address before the election. Which means that those votes should be discounted. The margin was 10,000. 40,279 people voted who failed to re-register to vote in their new county in time after moving from one county to another. Now, you say, well, these are people who just made mistakes. What this really suggests is, because there are so many mistakes, very hasty balloting, which usually suggests a Democratic machine pumping in extra votes. That maybe is one person voting seven or eight times, another person putting in phony ballots for other people. But in any event, they violate the law. 40,279 people voted who failed to re register to vote in their new county in time after moving from one county to another. So that vote is removed. Uh, 98 people uh, who registered uh, too late to vote in the election were allowed to vote. And how about this one? 10,315 dead people voted. Told you the margin was 10,000. Looks like dead people. Bring it back to me. All right, so just real quick, I want everybody to get those, what Rudy was saying there. 40,239 people moved from one county to the other more than 30 days prior to the election. Those should all be thrown out. Donald Trump lost Georgia by 10,000 votes. 10,000 people voted who no longer live in the state. Donald Trump lost by 10,000 votes. 14,980 people advised uh, the United States Postal Service they had moved outside of the state but still voted. 14,000, almost 15,000. Donald Trump lost by 10. 1,000 votes were cast by people with addresses listed as the post office or at FedEx or UPS. 
Biden overtook Trump with 89% of votes counted. The next 53 batches of votes at the 89% mark. The next 53, he overtook Trump at the 89% mark. The next 53 batches after that, Biden led Trump by the exact same amount in every batch. 50.05% to 49.95%. The exact same percent lead in every single batch after Biden nudged ahead. That's strange. All 900 military ballots went for Joe Biden. There are, in the state of Georgia, 4,840,000 registered voters. How many people voted? How many votes were tallied? 4,662,000. They had a 96% turnout rate. The greatest in history by 20%. Yeah, 4,000 people failed to re-register in time to vote. They still voted. Donald Trump lost by 10,000. In the coup de grace at the end, 10,000 dead people voted. Remember, Donald Trump lost the state by 10,000 votes. All right, play the next one for me. 1704 or whatever. 305,701 absentee ballots were applied for too early. 305,000! 2,664 absentee ballots were sent to voters too early. The rejection rate, because Republicans were excluded from, from, from examining these ballots, uh, as uh, we saw, not only in Fulton County, the rejection rate traditionally in absentee ballots, which get inspected by Republicans and Democrats, has traditionally been, well, let's see. In 2016, it was almost 3%. In 2018, it was uh, 3.5%. And this time, um, with a six-fold increase in the number of absentee and mail-in ballots, it was 0.34%. In other words, it was there were almost no rejections. It was multiple times less than in prior elections. Had the statutory procedure for signature matching, voter identity, and eligibility verification been followed, we should have seen between 38,250 to 45,600 absentee ballots rejected, far more than Mr. Biden's margin of victory. I don't know how many ways we can analyze this to show you Biden lost, Trump won, the Democrats in Georgia cheated, and, a, and uh, so, some of the Republican leadership is complicit in that by turning their back on it. All right, bring it back to me. To you. All right, just some random quick hitters. Arizona, is from the Gateway Pundit. Arizona, Attorney General joins in battle for forensic audit. I want everybody to remember something. There has not been one piece of evidence that's been presented before a judge yet. The liberal media will put out every day that Trump has lost one court case after another. He has not lost one court case. All that's happened is court cases have been refused to be heard. That's it by corrupt judges. And that includes all nine Supreme Court justices. I don't care anymore. Clarence Thomas. Samuel Alito, uh, Brett Kavanaugh, of course, John Roberts, Amy Coney Barrett. I don't care. They're corrupt. You, how do you refuse to hear that case? 
when you have 21 states and they say that the states don't have standing, you don't have standing if it has nothing to do with your state. If another state fraudulently elects the president that your state has to submit to, you have standing. If you're suing, if the state of Texas is suing the state of Pennsylvania over their governor's race, then no, they don't have standing. They do have the right for the presidential race. You share the president, hence giving you standing. They're cowards. Listen, what's going on in our country right now, I'm telling you. It's sad. A lot of us, I'm 52 years old. We used to believe in the criminal justice system. We used to believe in judges. It all depends on what judge you get in front of right now. Boy, I'm going to show you that in a minute. Because there was just an election case that was kicked out in Georgia by what kind of by what judge? Stacey Abrams' sister. Yeah, quick hitters. Arizona Attorney General joins in battle for forensic audit. There's not been one forensic audit done of any ballots yet. Nowhere. None. There's not been any forensic audit done. The only thing that's been sort of a forensic audit is Atrium County in Michigan. That's it. That's only that's a small, tiny little place. Nothing. Nothing's been done. How? I don't know. You know, the whole thing is, is how much is how much is the RNC actually behind getting any of this done? Or does the RNC despise people like me and you? Get this. Some of us, and this is off topic, but it really isn't because it has to do with mass deep state corruption. Despite numerous FOIA requests for relevant information, the NSA is withholding government documents related to the life and death of Seth Rich. Having to do with the WikiLeaks, Julian Assange stuff. Oh, why would they hide it? Why are they holding anything back? I'm so sick and tired of the lack of transparency. Why would you? I mean, it, it all comes down to John chapter 3, verse 20. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light lest their deeds be exposed. Why would the NSA be withholding government documents? Why? About the death of Seth Rich. Why? George Papadopoulos tweet. You can put that up. There you go. 140 members. This is good news. And God bless them. And you have Josh Hawley joining in the Senate. And I think at least Tommy Tuberville so far. Ted Cruz, you better start talking. 140 members of the House and counting will object to the Electoral College certification on January 6, 2020. Is going to start with a boom. So here we go. You can bring it back to me. You can bring it back to me. There you go. How does this how does this electoral process work? Just so everybody knows, this isn't the deepest dive into this, but basically what happens is, is that the electoral uh, college ballots are counted, and if there is a dispute, then it goes. It, how you dispute it is it has to be a sitting congressman, and it looks like right now there'll be 100, at least 140 and counting members of Congress that will dispute the elections in Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Arizona, Nevada, at least most, if not all of those. And then what happens is then it has to be debated for at least like two hours. And then it gets very ambiguous in the Constitution. Some people read in the Constitution, it simply comes down to the vice president. And he'll decide. If there, if you, if it still remain, what happens is then it goes to a vote. If you have a dispute, you have a debate, it goes to a vote. So you're, you're like, 
Let's just make it easy for ease of conversation. 50% in 50, 50% of the Congress vote for Joe Biden electors. The other vote for, for Trump. Same thing happens. Let's say the Senate. The Senate wants the Trump electors. The House wants, which is how it could potentially break down. The House wants the Biden electors. So now you're split, right? That's how it should go. But I have a lot of doubt about the Mitch McConnell-led Senate. But then how it would go at that point is that the way that the liberals look at it is it goes back to the governor, and the governor would decide. That's nowhere in the Constitution. So other people think that it's the vice president. This like because we haven't faced anything like this in modern times, so nobody really knows. And Democrats are like, can't you just go to the way they were supposed to go? No, not when there's evidence of mass voter fraud. I wouldn't contest it. If there was no evidence of mass voter fraud, I'd be like, Joe Biden won. But you can't have 137,000 ballots show up in Detroit, Michigan at 4 o'clock in the morning after they stopped counting, which nobody's been able to explain to me one time yet. Why did we stop counting at 11 o'clock at night? I don't mean we. I mean, why did they stop counting at 11 o'clock at night? I mean, just taking Pennsylvania as an example, president's up by 670,000 votes, and they stopped counting in, the, in, all four, in all the four key states. In Georgia, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania, they stopped, and that's where the whole the whole election was lost. And in those in those major cities of Atlanta, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, and Detroit, were the only metropolitan areas where Joe Biden did not underperform Hillary Clinton, but massively overperformed. Where they shut down the vote, where they shut down the count. And at 4 o'clock in the morning, 137,000 ballots, all, all, all for Joe Biden, were walked into the TCF Center in Detroit and counted, and possibly counted numerous times. And when I got up in the morning, somehow Donald Trump was was up by 600, and they said they stopped counting, and they had still stopped counting because I went to bed at 4.30 in the morning, got up at 7.30 in the morning. And by those three hours... Uh, Donald Trump lost 500,000 vote advantage in Pennsylvania. He was up by 112,000 votes. When I went to bed, he was up by 670,000 votes. What happened? How'd they they count when they stopped counting? Until somebody can answer that, all of Pennsylvania electors are out. That's how it should be. That's the truth. For everyone practicing evil, hates the light, does not come to the light, lest their deeds be exposed. John chapter 3, verse 20. They're all out, just like Rudy was saying over and over again. We need to have the courage to say it. You're out. Simple as that. All right, this is another hero in Congress. This is Congressman Mo Brooks, and he says, I am absolutely convinced that this is the largest voter fraud of any election he's ever seen. Play the video for me. Ostensibly because we've finished counting for the night, we'll resume at 8.30 in the morning, and then once the coast is clear, they pull out, roll out these suitcases full of ballots and start stuffing them into election machines, probably 15 to 18,000 ballots at that one location. You know this is going on in other places in the, in the state of Georgia because the Socialist Democrats are committed to gaining political power over our lives so that they can impose their dictatorial-type regimes that they support. You've seen it in America all over the place with these mayors and governors excessively dictating to us what we as American citizens can and cannot do, and they're willing to steal elections in order to acquire that dictatorial power, and by golly, it's time for the American people to fight back. That's what I'm doing here on Capitol Hill. 
When the votes come from the state's electoral college, they're submitted to the United States Congress on January 6th, at, beginning at 1 p.m. in a joint session of Congress presided over by Vice President Mike Pence. And I'm going to object to Nevada. I'm going to object to Georgia. I'm going to object to Pennsylvania and a number of other states. I need one senator to join me. I think we'll have that. Once that is done, that forces House and Senate floor votes on whether to accept or reject these electoral college submissions that are reeking of voter fraud and election theft. All right, back which, to me. Which, now, this guy here, this is a, one of my new heroes. Kind of a geeky dude. Looks like somebody who's playing Dungeons and Dragons in his spare time. But he's like a genius. This dude is, his name is, I mean, this is his Twitter name. I, I'm assuming this is his real name. Javon Hutton Pulitzer. And he says... The game is on. Let's do this. Now, what he's talking, put it back up there for me because I read uh, the. Uh, I just want everyone to kind of see who it is. So this guy, when you see him, he's all over Twitter right now. He's gaining quite a following. What he, what who he is, is he's an he's a computer genius, and he claims to be able to basically count every ballot within a very small period of time. Here he is. This is only from, what was the, what's the date on this? Let's see, December 30th. So yesterday, this is him testifying. And I'm going to show a little bit more of this later on. But this is him testifying before the, uh, I believe it's the Senate in Georgia. Play it for me. Are basically what we do when we look at the ballot. So this is the arena with no regard to what it was to do in the machine. We call it the stadium, the arena. Then when you go to the presidential area, we call that the football field. That one happens to be the Super Bowl field, I think we can agree. And you have other ones that are the state and college and local levels. And then all of them have a game ball in play. I have no regard for the smoke and mirrors of how the machines work, the hidden stuff in the code, or how this machine's supposed to be programmed. If the machine worked according to programming, none of us would be standing here. We're here because something broke. And so I'm saying, I don't care about the machine. Can you bring it back to me? I don't even care. Hey guys, that's the wrong video. It was supposed to be the short one. We have two of those. That one should be the two-minute one. Let me know if we can uh, get back to it. There's a two-minute video, and there's a 13-minute video, and that's supposed to be the short one right there. That's the wrong video. Just letting you guys know. So if you can find the 13-minute one, you can. But I'll need you to stay with me, Thomas. You'll need to stay with me somehow and look for it later. Let's go to the uh, graph of flu cases. There you go. Throw that up there for me. Now, we've had a miracle here in the United States. This is from the Gateway Pundit from 1229. Flu cases disappear in the United States. This is an absolute miracle. Now, some of you are still wearing your masks, and you're still thinking that you're doing, you know, you're doing the right thing, and you're out there, you're saving lives, and all you've been is lied to. Lied to. Explain to me how all the cases of the flu are gone. Flu cases disappear in the United States. Gateway Pundit. Number of positive flu tests at all-time low for some reason. Now, look at the bottom of that graph. See those little tiny triangles down there? Now, all the rest of those lines, you can see it up there, 2019, 20, 2018, 20. See them, see them all? There's all? That's how they ran. That's the flu season. Look at all the cases going week by week. And you just look at the numbers. And now, lo and behold, look at the beginning, the end of 20. 20 in the begin in the well it is the 2020 21 flu season look where we're at it's an absolute miracle we are at the standards of basically where a flu season ends before it actually even began all right let's go to the next one Yo, did you find it yeah all right let's play it 
So as we uh, all know, there's multiple teams working on this and our technology teams into it. And as was broke uh, early in the weekend last week about connected devices at this very moment at a polling location in the county, um, hey, not only do we now to... have access through the devices to the... Remember, hey, let me set this up for you. What he did was Javon Hutton Pulitzer, he hacked into... <laughs> The Dominion voting machines. Everyone says that they're not hooked up to the internet. How did he hack into them then? Now start it back from the beginning for me, Tom, would you? So as we uh, all know, there's multiple teams working on this and our technology teams into it. And as was broke uh, early in the weekend last week about connected devices, at this very moment at a polling location in the county, um, not only do we now have access through the devices to the poll pad, the system, but we are in. And it's not supposed to have Wi-Fi, and that's not supposed to be able to happen. So we've doc documented now it's communicating two ways in real time, meaning it's receiving data and sending data. Should never happen, shouldn't be Wi-Fi. We've now documented it in real time so we can suck down the data. But that's going on right there where everybody's voting. And I just wanted to get it into the record. Thank you. With Mr. Yeah. Mr. Jefferson. One of those, is it a mobile uh, precinct or is it a? No, it a, it's, a it's a standing, standing building okay. that this should not happen. Right. And, and it shouldn't happen in any way. But this is another one in real time. Won't disclose the location because every location is right, being right, checked. Right. But we've now confirmed it 100%. Right. Thank you. Yes, sir. Senator Beach, did you? And, and now come to Sil Beach and the Tillery. Did you have a question? Okay, well, Senator Tillery. Thank you. Um, thank you for your testimony. We've heard that there's three different types of machines, a scanner, a ballot market device, and a polling pad. Right. Do you know which one it is communicating, or can you tell that? Or uh, right now, um, what you heard in the past was coming through the thermostat and stuff. This is now a more direct access way, and so this is coming through the polling pad device where they're checking everything but now you know it only takes one device where you daisy chain them together and do it the most important thing is that shouldn't be two-waying and even shouldn't be accessible or on and it's there were there any other questions can i ask him one question what effect uh some could somebody with uh you know dishonest purposes what what could that person do given this access that's going on right now in Fulton County? Um, statistically, what can be going on when you have an operation like this is as that data is being exchanged and somebody's in it, can actually siphon off that data, modify the data, and feed it. All right, back to me. So everything you've heard about Dominion from the other side about in terms of they are not accessible on the Internet is an absolute lie. Now, what's gone on already is there's a record, lo and behold, surprise, there's a record, you know, 2.6, 2.8 million absentee early ballots coming into Georgia for the upcoming, upcoming uh, Loeffner, Loeffler, Warnock, Ossoff, Purdue runoff election, which never should have happened. There never needed to be a runoff if the votes were accurately tallied to begin with. It would have been a runaway victory for Doug Collins, for one thing. But anyway... They've been saying that they're not accessible. And, it, it's, and again, this are plain facts. They've been saying for, month, for well, the last month and a half, two, you know, two months roughly, that you cannot access Dominion voting machines 
via the internet. They are not accessible. You cannot do that. Well, he just did it. So now what do you do? You come out and you say, we were completely wrong and we need to do forensic audits everywhere. Halt everything until it gets done. But will that happen? No, there's too many people with too much corruption to hide. For everyone practicing evil, hates the light. They don't want, I mean, think about what light does. You know, there's a big, bright, shining light right now on my face so you can see this video clearly. And sadly, you can see my sunglass lines on it because it illuminates everything, right? People don't want that. It's just got that one of the basic premises coming out from Dominion themselves is that they cannot be accessed and they're never hooked up to the internet. Then explain to me how Mr. Pulitzer just did it. And yet what's going to be the response? There are people though, you know, you got to give credit where credit is due. You can't just be, you know, completely negative all the time. There are people in Georgia calling for this forensic audit. You're going to hear more from this guy later. Let me say hey to a couple people that are on. Hey, Courtney from church. Glad you're on. Tom H. Glad you're on. Richard H. Glad you're on. Leanne C. Ricky S. Glad you're on. I don't know if you guys want me saying your last name, so I'm not. Rosalie, glad you're on. Hey, Cindy W. Glad you're on. Karen P. God bless you. Glad you're on. Hey, Greg from church. Love you, brother. Glad you're on. Phyllis, glad you're on. Paul from church. Love you. Glad you're on. Barbara from Myrtle Beach. Yeah, if you guys tell me where you're from, that's awesome. Oliver from down south, Florida. I love you. God bless you. Glad you're on. Hey, Barb, glad you're on. Gloria H., glad you're on. Hey, Kathy. Kathy S., Tammy T., Ronald A., Barbara, love you from church. Sherry from church, love you guys. Lynn O., God bless you. Glad you're on. Tim W., glad you're on. Ron from PA, love you, brother. Also from church, glad you're on. Diane C., Happy New Year, everybody. Greg V., Monty C., Bailey M., love you, girl. Glad you're on. Appreciate you. Been on with me from the beginning. I really appreciate it. Susan from church, love you. Deb from church, glad you guys are all on. Happy New Year. Gina from church, glad you're on. Tom, even though you're in uh, Tom S., even though you're back up north, I love you, man. You're you're from church. I mean, you drove all the way down here. God bless you, man. Glad you're here. This brother of mine, I'm not going to say what state he's from. I don't want that, but he drove away from up north, came down and spent time with us here at church, here at Foundation Church in Inglewood, Florida, and the River Church in Tampa. God bless you guys. Happy New Year to everybody. Really, really, really appreciate you being on. Seriously do. Really do. All right, here's the flu season again. We're kind of a little bit garbled up because we got lost track of one of our videos. Flu season by colors is how I put This is from the CDC. You can put that pick up for me. There you go. Here's the flu. Now, this is normal. Now, whenever you see green, that means there's basically no flu whatsoever. Purple means extremely high. Now, let's look at week 51, 2019 in comparison to this year, week 51, 2020 we are well we're at the end of week 52 now but this was last week and look at the difference flu is gone and yet everybody still believes everybody still believes that 300,000 people have died of covid all they're doing you can bring it back to me all they are doing is reattributing deaths you know, it's as, it's as, it really is as simple as Mr. Pulitzer just breaking into Dominion, showing that it can be done, showing that they are hooked up to the internet. That's now fact. 
And now you see there's no flu. How is there no flu? And do you realize this too? There's been scientists that have taken COVID-19, alleged COVID vials of COVID-19, and put them under microscopes and found out, whoops, that's flu A or flu B. That's also happened. Absolutely has happened. All right, we're supposed to have Rudy Giuliani testifying in Georgia. We got that one, or we never found that one, did we? Yeah, they're going. Yeah, this we'll just do this one. This one's better anyway. All right, this is uh, this is a guy I love. When you see the beginning part of this, it's a podcast that I watch. They're on sometimes late at night. I hope I, they got a lot of people watching though. This guy's first name is John. I'm not, I hope I don't butcher his last name, but it, uh, Delim or Delem was his last name. I met him at Rodney Howard Brown. Uh, at the River Church one night, it was on uh, one of their, their Christmas service that they had with the snow and stuff. It was great. But I met him there, and this is his video. But what I'm doing is kite, but I couldn't pull this video off of own myself. Couldn't find it to pull. But it, this video here is about the, um, the, the cheating. It's a great summation of the cheating that occurred on election night in Georgia. Play it for me. Series. My name is John Lemmy, the founder of Conservative Business Lemmy, there you go. The John Lemmy. The CBJ Real News Podcast series and this is the biden scam series part 56 and before we get into the the message today i okay, want this to video give should start out to 51, all of our sponsors 52. that makes uh, sponsors and advertisers that that have made four workers who remained behind after election monitors were forced to no, go back to 51. A video about Georgia and a world famous right Ruby and the evidence. They're pulling out night. hidden boxes stuffed with ballots. Footage analyzed by Gateway Pundit reveals Freeman apparently scanning the same stack of ballots over and over again. Surveillance cameras show these poll workers watched and waited until the GOP observers and reporters had left the room before they resumed scanning their ballots. These four workers then continued counting uninterrupted for over three hours until sometime after one in the morning. During this time, Ruby Freeman, as seen here in this video, repeatedly scanned the same batch of ballots at least three times, which is highly illegal, and it's all captured on tape. Freeman was working with her daughter, Andrea Moss, who was also her election supervisor and was also caught on camera as one of the four workers who remained behind after election monitors were forced to leave the building. Georgia's officials have made serious efforts to dismiss the evidence presented on these videos, but so far there has been no explanation as to why Ruby Freeman scanned the same ballots multiple times, nor why they remained behind while the rest of the building was evacuated. Lawyers said it's highly unusual for anyone to store briefcases full of ballots under tablecloths, and it's not clear when those briefcases were delivered or why Ruby Freeman and her daughter waited until GOP observers left before they got them out. Based on the number of ballots observed in the briefcases and the number of times Ruby Freeman scanned the same set of ballots, experts say they could easily account for the sudden and mysterious spike in votes for Joe Biden, Pearson Sharp, one. So, I mean, Georgia was just right, successful. That... All right, there we go. All right, next up, Jack Posobiec tweet. This is what I was talking about earlier. Earlier, Georgia Judge Leslie Adams, sister of Sta- uh, Leslie Abrams, sister of Stacey Abrams, rules for Russia Gate conspiracy creator Mark Ilias in voter registration case. Counties blocked from purging thousands of voters who moved out of state. All right, let's look over this real quick. What this is, you can bring it back to me. 
what this is is this. I want to make sure that everybody gets the depth of this. Stacy uh, Leslie Abrams, the judge, she just kicked out basically four thousand. What it was is there was a there was a lawsuit to keep these votes illegal because these people had moved out of the state. It was contested by Mark Elias. Mark Elias is the same. He's from Perkins Coie. That should sound very familiar to those of you who are familiar with Russiagate. Perkins Coie is who hired Fusion GPS, who who hired Christopher Steele to write the phony Russian dossier. So Mark Elias also met with Brad Raffensperger, back in March of this year and met with him and changed unilaterally, the two of them changed the absentee voting system in Georgia. Brad Raffensperger, alleged Republican, meeting with Mark Elias, Perkins Coie, Democratic hack attorney, and changed very conveniently back in March the absentee voting system, how they do absentee voting in the state of Georgia, which has to go through the state legislature, which it did not. Hence, the entire Georgia election is illegal and either must be redone or all of their electors should be discounted. Same thing happened in Pennsylvania. Same thing happened in Michigan. Same thing happened in Wisconsin. And but nobody, because everybody's a gelding, doesn't have the guts to do it. And all that it takes is this is for the state legislatures. They have all the power. Who runs the state legislatures? In every single one of those states, Republicans. So you end up in the court system. Oh, I'm sure that Leslie Abrams, sister of Stacey Abrams, while a Democratic Perkins Coie attorney argues for 4,000 out-of-state ballots to count, I'm sure you're going to get a fair hearing there, right? See, that's what this this country is so corrupt, so corrupt. The federal judge in Georgia on Monday ordered two counties, this is Leslie Abrams, to reverse a decision removing more than 4,000. So the, the counties rightfully removed them, get sued by Perkins Coie, Mark Elias, and then she said a decision removing more than 4,000 votes from the rolls ahead of January 5th runoff elections that will decide control of the U.S. Senate. So they were rightfully removed because why? They had moved out of state. She reverses it. Name the legal precedent for doing that. All right, next John Cordillo tweet. Stacey Abrams, judge sister, ruled in favor of Georgia voter fraud. And of course, I wanted to get this in. It's a little redundant till the end. Brian Kemp. Republican governor and Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger remain dead silent. They do nothing. Bring it back to me. They do absolutely nothing. You have a Republican Secretary of State who sees a wrongfully judged case, adjudicated case, and says nothing. Nothing. Both of these two geldings, they never do anything. They're just like, I mean, especially Kemp. He's just like Paul Ryan. When Trump first got elected, Paul Ryan would be in the background saying, oh, I just can't wait to get to work and, and institute all of our um, you know, conservative goals that I've been wanting to implement all these years. You know, now that we got, because at that time, remember, there was a Republican House, Senate, and Presidency. 
And he's like, we're going to get all this stuff done. And all he did was backdoor Trump the entire time he was there. Same thing as Ben Sass, Marco Rubio, Mitt Romney, to some degree, Mitch McConnell. I don't, I can't bash Mitch totally because he has rapidly put through conservative justices or judges, I mean, and, and justices. But right now, I don't know where Mitch is at. Not good. But he reminds me, Brian Kemp doesn't say a word. All right, Ari Fleischer tweet. This makes no sense. A judge, the sister of Stacey Abrams, ruled that when someone tells the United States Postal Service they have moved, they still can vote from their old address. Rules have no meaning anymore. This is nuts. It's exactly correct. There's no rule of law, and it goes either way, too. I'm telling people right now, civilly disobey. Open up your businesses. They have no, there's no rule of law because if I'm so disappointed in law enforcement in 2020, so disappointed, I never thought I would see cops who swore an oath to protect, to, to uphold and protect the constitution of the United States of America, go and arrest people for not wearing a mask or not obeying a COVID curfew or coming out of their houses. You can't do that without an amendment to the Constitution. First, fourth, and 14th Amendment. You'd have to amend one, two, or all three of those to do that. If everybody opens up their businesses, there's nothing they can do. See, there's no rule of law in that way either. There's no rule of law from the benches. There's no rule of law with the cops. So there's only one thing left to do. Go ahead and disobey COVID laws. That's the only thing that it's not going to get better in 2020. Anthony Dwarf Fauci is already putting out the propaganda for super COVID. He already is doing it. It started today. It's not going to get better because Biden's in. I know that, and a lot of you are thinking, what do you mean? We never, nobody watching this show would think that. No, well, some people, even conservatives, thought, well, you know, when Biden gets elected, it'll suddenly disappear. It won't. Biden is a tool of the globalists. Klaus Schwab, Joe Biden, has a giant hole right up his butt. And Klaus Schwab has his hand right up Joe Biden's puppet chute. As does George Soros, as does the CCP. All the globalists are controlling Joe Biden. So you think that they're going to lose their way of controlling the world right now is to tell simple-minded fools that there's a virus out there. Now, I ask, well, how deadly is it? Just, you know, is it Ebola? You know, Ebola is basically, you catch Ebola, you're dead. Is that what you have here? Is it the bubonic plague, where if you catch the bubonic plague, you're dead? Is it that? Oh, no, 99.9% survival rate. No, Tom, some people, no, unless, unless you're 85 with comorbidities, then you only have a 90% survival rate. But anyway... You'd think that people would look into that and say, "How? What? What are the odds here? You know, if you if you're worried about it, you can stay home. This is America. You make your own choices about your health care, but nobody does. So you think that people are going? You think that the people in charge are going to remove their controlling agent, their leash? They're not going to do it. We have to do it. And hopefully enough America. There's 74 people. 74, 75 million minimum voted for." Donald Trump actually a lot more did because I believe that many of his his votes were removed, not just replaced, but removed. All right, Chuck Celestro tweet. 
breaking. Georgia Senate panel requests forensic audit of Fulton County absentee ballots. That is what needs to happen. That's Why is that not happening? It's December 30th, 31st. Why has that not happened so far? I mean, somebody explain to me why that hasn't happened with a Republican-controlled legislature, Senate and House in Georgia. Why is there not been, there's not been one forensic audit done except for Atrium County, Michigan? Nowhere. And I mean, that was where 6,000 votes were taken from Donald Trump and given to Joe Biden. And that was covering like 27 Dominion voting machines. What about, I mean, you think about Fulton County, Atlanta, you know, many, you know, many voting machines are there and there's never been a forensic audit of any of it for everyone practicing evil hates the light does not come to the light. Lest their deeds be exposed. Now, I love this video right here. This is Glenn Beck and he's discussing here how you transform from a great economy into a horrible economy called socialism. Play for me. 1992, Venezuela became the third richest country in the hemisphere. Little Venezuela. Hmm. 1997 became the second largest purchaser of F-150 trucks. 2001, they voted for a socialist president on income inequality. 2004, private health care completely socialized. 2007, all higher education became free. 2009, socialists banned private ownership of guns. 2012, Bernie Sanders praised them for their American dream. 2014, opposition leaders were imprisoned. 2016, food and healthcare shortages become widespread. 2017, the Constitution and elections are suspended. 2019, unarmed citizens massacred by their own government. That's happened since 1992, being a rich and prosperous nation and free to murdering their citizens. Here's the good thing, though. They've achieved income equality. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> eating a lion Everybody. or a leopard from yeah. the zoo. Nobody has anything to eat, yeah. and they don't have anywhere to live. That's great. So That's, that's great. That's what socialism brings to you. <laughs> is that wonderful then? equality. Where... And you can see, that does that sound any different? Does that agenda sound any different than the demon rat party of today? Take guns, income, inequality, socialism, exactly the same as the Democratic Party. All right, Donald Trump, uh, Donald Trump Jr. Oh, we don't have this one. On to the next one. All right, this is interesting. Now, listen, profanity warning. I actually should have scratched this out. I apologize. There's an F-bomb in this. This guy, uh, I'll, read, I'll just read you the start of the article. Gateway Pundit. Joe Biden urges America to unite and heal. Actor, actor, David Cross says, F that. I want blood. Flash it up there real quick. There you go. After a year, you see Biden. After a year of pain and loss, it's time to unite, heal, and rebuild. F that. I want blood. Take it off there. Soon I have so much F word. There we go. All right. So last month, get this now, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez urged the, urged the creation of lists of Trump supporters to be held accountable for supporting the president after the election. Come on, bring it on. Hold me accountable. Some of her allies created the Trump Accountability Project, which would serve as a blacklist of people who supported or had ties to the Trump administration, even federal judges appointed by the president. Here's a picture of David Cross. Bring it on, Dave. <laughs> Come on, Dave. Bring it on. Roll up your jeans 
and bring it on. He does not have an ounce of muscle on his entire body, and he wants blood. He wants blood. I guarantee you it won't be him looking for it. Bring it on, Dave. All right, John Cordillo tweet. Welcome. Bring it, there you go. Welcome to Bill de Blasio's drive through Safari Park. This is, I want to be a part of it. New York, New York. This is Bill de Blasio's New York. Play the video for me. Middle of the day, folks. Hey, just hey, play it again, Tom. Just take off the volume, and I'm gonna yell over it. There you go. Kill the volume. There you go. Now this is look. I want you to look around here now. Does that look like a horrible neighborhood? No. The middle of the day, cars stacked up behind. Nobody's doing nothing. No cops. You know they defunded the police by a billion dollars. You know, middle of the day. This is this is communism for you. This Bill De Blasio, devout communist. That's who he is. That's for true. That's that's for real. That's who he is. He publicly stated it. The mayor of the largest city in in America. And this is where we've gotten to. The middle of the day. Nice neighborhood. Look at the cars backed up behind him. This is the middle. I mean, this person's waiting here at traffic line. I don't know if there's anybody in the car anymore. But this is what the Democratic Party will bring you. You're like Tom. This is one isolated. It's really how it being bring it back to me. How different is Chicago right now? How different is Portland? How different is Seattle? Absolutely no different. Absolutely no different whatsoever. Whatsoever. All right, let's go to the next one. Put that up there for me, LifeSite News. For those of you who don't read your Bible, you might want to start doing that. For, for the Christians that are masking and are closing again for COVID, for super COVID and the second wave, you might want to crack your Bible specifically to Revelation chapter 13. You might want to read that. Uh, New French law proposing sanitary dictatorship temporarily rejected. Now, here's a piece of the article. December 24th, Christmas Eve, a draft law aiming to exclude parliament, exclude parliament, just like you have the radical dictatorships of, of health directors, health department directors right now in the United States, to exclude parliament, so that'd be like excluding Congress for us, from, from voting on sanitary crisis and emergency measures to allow the government to place social restrictions on people who will not have received a vaccine was withdrawn in France within 24 hours of having been presented and included in the agenda of the National Assembly, according to a declaration by Health Minister Olivier Varan Tuesday evening on televised uh, on a televised news show. The proposed law, which bears the signature of Prime Minister Jean Castel, set off a wave of outrage. You can bring it back to me for just a second. Thank goodness we have a... God bless the French with this. God bless the French. They're doing way better than Israel. I'll show you Israel in just a minute. Set off a wave of outrage. So they tried to pass a law where all power goes to people outside of the parliament because of a... Like we have now, where you have a governor can come in and declare a health emergency and just take over the entire state. You can't vote on anything. Nothing. Whatever they say goes. And of course, the little totalitarian Stalinists like Gretchen Whitmer, who have a fetish for power, love every minute. Well, they're trying to pull this for the entire country of France. Thank goodness people rose up in France against it. 
And for once in the COVID-19 crisis, politicians from several parties and some of the mainstream media join those who rejected, who are rejected as conspiracy theorists. That sounds like me and the 120. I mean, we got on Facebook about me on YouTube, about 50 on YouTube. So about 170 of the 200 of us that are watching this right now, we're all the conspiracy theorists of the world, right? That's who we are. Well, lo and behold, the French got nervous because they're trying to pass legislation that they would simply be able to say this is, they use different words, we call it a health crisis, they call it a sanitary uh, crisis. And that way, all you'd have to do is say, sanitary emergency, we can do whatever we want. So let's go on with this. The government's maneuver that looks dangerously like the implementation of a green passport regarding COVID-19, a kind of social credit system of communist China fame by which ordinary citizens would be obliged to comply with government rules in order to travel, hold certain jobs. Oh, let me see. That's a, that none would be able to buy, sell, or trade unless they have the mark of the beast or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Okay, oh, don't let that get in the way with you. Hey, Christian. Just strap your mask back on. Get your alcohol gel back. Just ignore everything I'm saying. Don't worry about it. This doesn't mean anything. This doesn't mean anything like that. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to take a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads. And that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark. Don't worry about this. This couldn't be this. This couldn't be the ushering in of that. It's called green. Isn't it funny how the same names go everywhere? Green passport is the verbiage that they use in China. They're naming it here. And guess where else it is? Put mine up there. There you go. I put this out. This is from the Jerusalem Post. I put this out yesterday. Health Minister Yuli Edelstein confirmed on Wednesday. This is absolute facts. On Wednesday, that the Corona Green Passport, same as they name it in CCP China, are on the way. Bring it back for me. Two weeks after receiving a second coronavirus vaccine shot, a person who was back, by the way, this is not, leave it up there, this is not going to be implemented. This has been implemented. Two weeks after receiving a second coronavirus vaccine shot, a person who was vaccinated will receive a green passport. The document, which is intended to prove that its holder has been vaccinated and will give those who have it certain benefits and freedoms, and I put in there, this was also just tried in France. There you go. You bring it back to me. There you go. But hey, you know what? I'm All the people that... You know, left my church, you know, left other churches or, you're, you know, well, a lot of them just stay in their churches. They don't have to really attend anymore. They're doing Zoom services. But all of you Christians out there, you still think it's about a virus? Is that what you think? I mean, listen, you know what ignorant is, is not knowing any better. And now you're looking around and there's exceptions to this. I had a close family relative that died of COVID. He was 80, oh, close to 90 years old. No, he shouldn't have died. It was sad that he died. But the odds of him surviving 2021 were not good anyway. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm very, I'm very sad. I can't be sad right now in the middle of a podcast. But for those of you, you still think that this is about that and you don't know anybody who's died of COVID. You haven't seen any body wagons driving around. You've never seen bodies on the street like you told was good, like you were told were going to happen. So you strapped your mask on, you quarantined yourself. Pastors, you locked down your churches. Christian business owners, you locked down your businesses. 
non-Christian owners, you, you locked down your businesses because you thought you were going to, listen, I get it. I, I don't excuse it. It was a cowardly move, even if you did it for two weeks, to the 14 days to flatten the curve. Where now we're at close to day 200 of 14 days to flatten the curve. Do you not think it's, or what day are we on? What day is it? Let's see, if we started in March, I don't know. How many, it's not day 200, it's got to be more than that, right? You guys figure out for me over there, starting on March 7th, how, what day we're on. We've got to be 200 plus. So, anyway, yeah, just have, have hope to it. So you should, never should have closed down to begin, but if you did for two weeks, okay, a, a cowardly move. I'm not gonna, I'm not pulling punches here. It's just like you know, everybody gives great credit. We got national news: John MacArthur fighting Gavin Newsom out in California, opened up his church. Well, what about Rodney Howard Brown? He never closed. He got arrested. John MacArthur was closed from March to May 29th. God bless him for coming back in, but he's still closed for March. April and May, three months closed his church. Rodney Al Brown didn't do that. He took the pinch and got hauled off to jail in Hernando County, Florida. Arrested out of Hillsborough County, jailed in Hernando County. For doing what? Violating the emergency rules from totalitarians inside Hillsborough County. You still believe it though? Now you got a green pass in Jerusalem. I hear Christians all the time, and rightfully so. Been been to Israel, great place. Love the tour. Go do all the Christian history, Old Testament, New Testament history. It's great. Well, that place now has a, a basically a health pass. It's called a green passport, named right after the CCP's own green passport. And by the way, everyone, just so you know, you know what Wuhan, China right now has as far as restrictions? You know what they have? They, uh, yeah, it's more than that. <laughs> I don't know. It's 200 and something, because we had, huh? 289. Yeah, it's closer to 290. 290 days right now. We're 290 days, 290, depending on where you start, whether it's the 7th, 14th, or whatever. Some people start on different days. But it's 290 some odd days, so 15 days to flatten the curve right now. And there's still Christians that have their masks on. I, that baffles me. I, I, you have all this information. Nobody that you know has died of COVID. And if they have, I want you to examine how old they were and about their comorbidities and things like that. Tom, you're just in sense. No, you have to operate in, in logic in life. You have to operate in logic. We cannot take control of everybody else's health decisions. This is America. If you don't feel safe, stay at home. It's not my responsibility to keep you safe. That's not my responsibility. If you don't feel safe, then you stay at home. But when you see this going on, you had it attempted in France. Thank goodness there's enough non-geldings there that stood up. I don't know if America even will. I honestly don't know. I honestly, I mean, because I would look at the stalwarts of America should be Christians. The strongest Americans should be Christian people. And they folded like a cheap suit. Just folded, closed all their churches. If we were offered a green passport, I know everybody watching here. You know, our audience has gotten a lot smaller because Facebook has obliterated us. But thank God for all of you that are watching. You know, we had about anywhere between four and 600 people watching. Now we're lucky to get two to 300 because Facebook obliterates us. And when you hit share, they won't let you share. Well, that doesn't bother Christians either. 
Doesn't bother them all. Listen, if, a lot of, outside of you that are watching right now, I love all of you, seriously. If I disappeared, people just move on and keep scrolling. They don't even look into it. They don't. Nobody, you know, Alex Jones never had to lose any money. Everybody should have just gone over to his website and watched him. If he had all the clicks and views on his website, he'd be able to sell ads off of his website. But no, everyone just abandoned the guy. He got, he got cast off. He's not, he's not talking to those of you that are watching right now. I'm not talking to you. Because you are the faithful ones. But many others, just, they just don't. And that's, that's basically the church. Nobody even, you know, Anthony Fauci says, strap a mask on. Okay, Anthony, I'll, I'll put it on. Thank you. I appreciate it. You know, we'll let you take it off when we tell you. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Two more weeks. Two more weeks. Two more months. Oh, wait, there's a super COVID coming. We don't know when it's going to be. Oh, that's okay. Thank you for saving my life, ruining my life, ruining my business. But at least I'm alive right now. All right, this is a Blaze video. This is for a little bit of a change of subject, but Rebel News founder, that's who Glenn Beck is talking to. Rebel News founder Ezra Levant says he was given documents detailing, some of you know this story already, but this goes into more detail, detailing Canada's disturbing cooperation with the Chinese media. I mean Chinese media, Chinese military, play it for me. I think is really gross, but we had eight, joint military projects with the People's Liberation Army, the worst of which is this cold weather warfare that Trudeau invited Chinese troops to a military base in Ontario, CFB Petawawa, to train them in cold weather warfare, the kind of thing that could be used theoretically against us or against China's enemies in India or even in Tibet or Xinjiang. Why are we teaching our enemies well, apparently, knowledge. apparently that's what the Trump administration said to Trudeau, Trudeau when they found out about it and said, please, even and it's, it's laid out in this document, even if you don't intend to reveal any secrets, you could accidentally uh, reveal uh, NATO secrets to China. Please don't do this. And, right. and so Trudeau said what? So well, the chief of the defense staff, so the boss of our army, said, yeah, good point. We'll cancel it. Oh, my God, Trudeau erupted. And he, he basically said, you've got to immediately stop canceling. You can't cancel anymore. There are 18 joint projects going on. The chief of our defense staff canceled one. Trudeau and his staff immediately said, you can't cancel anymore without our permission. And by the one, by the way, this cold weather warfare one that you did cancel, you haven't told the Chinese that yet. You have to work with us, said Trudeau's team, on how to tell it to China so we don't, so they don't lose face. Again and again in this document, it's a warning to the Canadian military not to make the Chinese lose face, not to degrade relations. Everything has to be approved by Trudeau. And the Trudeau side was pressuring the army and saying, why did you cancel this? On what basis? And the army said, well, because of the knowledge transfer and our allies are concerned. And the Trudeau side comes back, and you can see this all in the documents. I post, posted all 34 pages at thechinafiles.com. And so the Trudeau side says, well, was it just the Trump administration or was it any other allies? The, the implication being Trump. we don't do yeah. anything that Trump says. If it was the Brits or the Australians, maybe. I've never seen such documents before they were all supposed to be redacted 
and now I see why. So it's not that Trudeau, as I as I read these documents and I listened to your um, uh, your first reveal yesterday, it's not that Trudeau is trying to get your hostages returned. It's I mean, you've got three other Canadians that have been arrested on drug charges that are now facing the death penalty. It seems as though he's not working for Canada as much as he's he loves China. In fact, we have the audio. Here's Trudeau on China. There's a level of, of uh, admiration I actually have for China um, because their you know, basic dictatorship is allowing them uh, to actually turn their economy around on a dime. Because their dictatorship is allowing the, 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 their economy to turn around on a dime? Yeah, really? Just like his his father Pierre Trudeau was the prime minister in the seventies and early eighties, mm-hmm. he had the same approach towards Castro, towards the Soviet Union, towards communist China. Pierre Trudeau visited all those countries um, for personal reasons. He was a communist sympathizer, and his son Justin Trudeau, similar uh, praise for Castro, praise for China, and the. Are you bring back to me? Some Canadians might. So you see, Justin Trudeau admires what? How many how many American presidents have you ever heard say they admire basically Xi Jinping? They admire the dictatorship found in a communist country. Now that is just revealing. Now Joe Biden would never say that out loud, but that's who he is. That's who Kamala Harris is. That's who Gavin Newsom is, Gretchen Whitmer, Andrew Cuomo, Phil Murphy. Jay Inslee, Kate Brown, any of these that have totally taken over their states. Notice, he admires their ability to immediately turn around their economy via dictatorship. That's who he is. Remember what was said here. Not only did Canada send a delegation to celebrate the 70th anniversary of China's Navy. Have you ever seen America send a military delegation to the Soviet Union to celebrate their army. But according to documents, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau approved 18 military exercises between the Canadian and Chinese army last year. But don't you worry. Capitulating, ankle-grabbing, mask-wearing, virtue-signaling, American citizens, and especially evangelical Christians, don't worry about anything found in the book of Revelation, because this is just happening right next door north of you. Read the book of Revelation about how it all unfolds, and don't let any of this concern you. Just get your kids in the minivan with your fruit roll-ups and your juice boxes and get them to baseball practice, soccer practice, cheerleading practice, to school if it's still open, on time. Don't worry about anything else. Don't be concerned about taking a stand for the gospel. Don't worry about any of that. All right, 650, play the next one for me. Affectation or a quirk? No, no, no. These documents show... The sympathy for communist tyrannies goes all the way through our civil service, and they're trying to get the military to go along with it, too. I say again, this winter warfare training was canceled, but 17 other military exchanges with the People's Liberation Army are shown in these documents. I mean, for example, I'm holding in my hand a document that you can see on the Chinafiles.com, 
we are training one and two star generals in Canada. One or two star generals of the People's Liberation Army. We're tra- training colonels and commanders and majors. And then we're sending Canadians to China to uh, go on exchanges. And I'm worried. For example, there was an event in, Octo- in uh, October of 2019 in Wuhan, of all places. We sent nearly 200 Canadian forces, young men and women. And not only was that a propaganda win for China, but I'm worried, putting aside the virus, that we literally sent them to Wuhan the month before the virus broke out. You send 200 young, single men and women, lonely, away from home, discombobulated. Well, maybe some young cadets of the People's Liberation Army sidle up to a lonely Canadian soldier at night and say, hey, you want to go for a beer? And before you know it, there's a honey trap, there's an extortion, or just, you know, what are you doing sending 200 young men and women to Wuhan for a nine-day uh, military games. Yeah. Why? What are you doing? Why Don't worry about that. We've already we've gone through this with Eric Swalwell, and and there's nothing to see there. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Right, well, one me. other thing uh, on this. All right, back to me. All right, breaking nine eleven tweet. Southern California, like I said, if you can put this tweet up for me. Breaking nine. There we go. Southern California stay at home lockdown extended for how long? On day. 290-something of 15 days to flatten the curve, extended indefinitely. Just strap your masks on and ride it. Now, let's look at how much sense this, using IM, let's look at how much sense these lockdowns and masks actually make. Like and share this as much as you possibly can, even to those you'll lose relationships. (laughs) Sharing it, too. All right, let's go. Go to, I can't tell where we're at. Go to IM. There you go. Flip over. Change. Put that I am tweet up. There you go. All right, it's mega blurry. We don't know why. All right, take it down and put the picture up. There you go. Put the picture up. There you go. That's not so great either. Why are they so blurry? Do we know? Okay. All right, if you look at it right here, you got California v. Georgia. Georgia's experiment in human <laughs> in human sacrifice that's what they were accused of and to his credit at the time i love brian kemp i thought he's the greatest thing in the world because he opened up so here's the difference between somebody who opened up their state flat out at the beginning of the summer opened up their state if you go by cases and cases are your god look at the difference between a state completely and totally masked and a state completely and totally locked down and one that's partially masked and not locked down. Look at the difference in cases. California, completely locked down and masked versus Georgia, which is hardly locked down and has some masks. Look at the difference. And isn't it kind of funny? Bring it back to me for just a minute. Isn't it kind of funny how every single state, every state, every state, every state that is locked down and masked does worse than states that didn't. They're not, well, they did temporary. No, they've overall done worse. Why? Because when you're locked down and you're masked, your immune system goes down and down and down and makes you more susceptible for not only COVID, but anything and everything. And no matter what you catch, if you, if you have the common cold, you'll test positive for Corona because common colds 
or Corona, and you'll test positive for Corona no matter what. The, the PCR tests are completely useless. But the more you mask people down, the more you lock them down, the more unhealthy they get. Let's look at the proof. Here's South Carolina and North Carolina from IM. Can you put the tweet up first? There you go. Perfect. South Carolina has no... Put the tweet up first. I need to read it. South Carolina has no mask mandate, while North Carolina has mandated them inside for six months. Six months. You imagine... I mean, I... I would never abide in it, so, I mean, they'd either arrest me or I'd get the heck out of Dodge. Nationally, naturally, that didn't stop a huge increase in cases. So on 11-23, the governor panicked and mandated them. Man, this governor, I think it's Cooper in uh, North Carolina, mandated them outside too, and their numbers have been the exact same. Look at North Carolina outside mass mandate. Look how well it did. That's the gold line. They're the black line. That's the black line. That's North Carolina. <laughs> look at look at how they've done. Now North Carolina did exactly the opposite. Notice where North Carolina instituted any mass mandate whatsoever. None. Zero. And they have the exact same line. It's either, bring it back to me, it's either the exact same line or the state that locked down and put in draconian mass mandates. They do worse because they it's not just, you know, people will say. It's not that big a deal. I've been preaching this to church for a while. More people will go to hell. And I mean literally go to hell for all of eternity over a statement like it's not that big a deal than any other statement in the world. Devil doesn't just come to you and say, hey, I want you to go to hell. Just do this. It's not that big a deal. And I heard heard a a very popular pundit say that today. I wear a mask. It's not that big a deal. You, what Lying is not a big deal to you. Strapping on something that says L-I-E on your face is not a big deal to you because masks do nothing. That pundit knows that they did nothing because he espoused exactly what I just espoused. But yet we'll still put it on. And so will many Christians. It's, I mean, it's truly amazing. All right, let's go to Germany. Is that Germany all blurry? How about there? Yeah, put up the non-blurry thing. I don't know why they're blurry, but they are. See if you can give me a non-blurry Germany. Uh, do you have the actual graph? I'll try this first. We have been told that Germany's response was a master class in science communication or an emerging COVID success story because of testing, tracing, and science and data-driven decision-making. What do we think the excuse, will, the excuse for this will be? German Thanksgiving. All right, put it up. So here's what their expertise did. Now look at the similarity between that graph and all other graphs that I show you. They do nothing. Masks do nothing. If cases are your God, which they are in Germany, California, Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey, North Carolina, Washington State, Oregon State, they are your God. Masks do nothing. How do you strap them? Bring it back to me for just a second. How do you strap that thing on after being given that information? It all comes down to Hosea 4.6. I'm just taking it both biblically for Christians and unbiblically for the world. My people are destroyed. So let me just take it. We'll make it a universal Bible verse for just a moment. My people. So people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Second part of the verse, because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject you. So people are either destroyed because they don't know the information or they see it and reject it. Like Jesus said, because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. All right, another IM tweet. This is Nevada. 
do the tweet first. All right, Nevada's had a statewide mask mandate for over six months, and they were so effective, the governor had to issue a pause, an expanded mandate on 1124, requiring them at all times. So what's happened? Well, Nevada has the highest hospitalization rate in the country because masks work. All right, put up the graph for me so we can see it clearly. There you go. Panic it. Panic time requires masks at all times. Before, it was just in specific, uh, specific scenarios. Now it's at all times. And look how well it's working. Man, that's great. Look at the little last bit of the little black line. It's going back up again because masks do nothing. All right, another I am tweet. This one, uh, three counties in Florida. I like to use my own state. Three counties in Florida allowed mask mandates to expire 1023. So I looked at all 67 counties in Florida with and without mandates to see what had happened since. Well, this is a huge surprise. The counties without mask mandates have lower case rates and lower case growth. So, all right, put up the big graph. I want to ask the pastors and everybody who has gone or is going to a closed church, send your pastors this information. This is what it does. What, what good do all these mitigations do? They do absolutely nothing. If cases are your God, then not wearing masks should be what you do to lessen cases. All right, you can bring it back to me. From the Gateway Pundit, overdose deaths, overdose deaths far outpace COVID-19 deaths in liberal utopia, San Francisco. So San Francisco is completely and totally locked down, but they have way more drug overdose deaths than COVID deaths. A record 621 people died of drug overdoses in San Francisco so far this year. It's still this year for another uh, hour and 50 minutes. A staggering number that far outpaces 173 deaths from COVID. 621 people died of drug overdoses and completely and totally masked and locked down San Francisco. And 173 people died of drug overdoses. 620, I mean, 173 people died of COVID. 621 from drug overdoses. The population in San Francisco, 900,000. Deaths from COVID, 173. You have a point. 0.1% chance of dying of COVID-19 in San Francisco. Chance of dying of a drug overdose, 0. 0.06. All right, another IM tweet. 17 of 19 states. Put that one up. There you go. With rising death rates, have a statewide mask mandate. And the other two have had, had mask mandates in the major metro areas for five to six months. COVID-19 uh, deaths are rising in 19 states. The seven-day average for U.S. is now a record of 2,631. Here you go. Put up the thing for me. There you go. There's the people. Look at those who have mask mandates now. Take a look. Look at New York up 21%. Rhode Island up 14%. New Hampshire masked, masked and locked down up 37%. Maine masked and locked down up 31%. Look at Florida. No masks, no lockdown, minus four. <laughs> There you go. That's a real governor. That's how it really works. Now you can bring it back to me. All right, we'll leave it there. I'm going to let everybody go a little bit. I'm not going to go as long tonight as I usually do. Listen, I love each and every one of you. Listen, I'm hardcore, but just understand I've got a lot of love on the inside. I really do care. I'm passionate about things because I really do care. I would love for Christians to wake up. I really would. I would love that. It starts with the church. I've said this for months. 
You know, I, I'm a Bible man. First Peter chapter four, verse 17, judgment begins at the house of the Lord. So I would, lo- I wish everybody would see this information and wake up. The truth will actually set you free. John chapter eight, verse 32, but it's not just the truth. It's knowing the truth sets you free and you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Sh- share this as much as you possibly can. And everybody listen, happy Happy New Year. Enjoy the last hour and 45 minutes of this year. And just listen, don't concentrate on 2020 versus 2021. Concentrate on ushering the Holy Spirit and the Word of God into your life. In Jesus' name, do that, and that will change your year. I love you. God bless you. Happy New Year.